trust this thing. Let's just let's just get it going here. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Recovery Internet Radio, broadcast direct from Straight Up Studios here in beautiful Bull Valley, Illinois. Uh, what about our sponsor? Oh, welcome to our newest sponsor, Rose Painting and Drywall. Very nice adding color to Chicagoland since 1965. Very good man. Thank you very much. Uh, I just want to note a couple of quick things. You can always contact us during the show or not during the show at uh, Twitter. You can follow us at, at Rick Atwater. Um, that's always available. And you can also now go, for real this time, to uh, recoveryinternetradio.com and uh, the link to all our social media, link to all the past shows, everything you hear here tonight and heard here before and will hear in the future will all be there. So check it out. Uh, tonight's show is called Finding Forgiveness. Why can't you just let it go? Now here's our host, Rick Atwater. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly know what to say. <laughs> so welcome to Recovery Internet Radio, Straight Stuff on Addictions. Thanks for joining us tonight where we are every Sunday night at 8 o'clock, although I think we might have been about a 30 seconds off tonight. I don't yeah, know why. A little technical delay there. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's responsible for that. Thanks to uh, Chris Atwater here, who's the engineer slash sidekick. Yeah. And uh, also to uh, shout out that we do every week to Brendan O, who provides our intro music, and uh, so we want to make sure he gets credit for that. And then also, remember, you can call us live at 323-792-2977 with your thoughts, your questions, your feedback, your (coughs) opinions, if you must. and we also do a segment, and if we have time tonight, we will do a segment called Peeps on the Street, um, where we uh, use our uh, our little digital recorder and ask some questions from people out there, and then bring those questions in. So, but we'd like to hear you if you want, if you decide you want to call in. And I'm gonna I'm also wanting to plug uh, a band called Double Take. We got a couple bands to plug tonight, don't we? But we're gonna. Pl- ask you to uh, listen to a band called Double Take, uh, um, and they're going to be, where are they going to be, Chris? They're going to be at the Escape, yeah, they're going to be at Escape at, uh, in Buffalo Grove, 350 McHenry Road, Buffalo Grove, Saturday, September 8th. Actually, we're going to go there and see them, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to go see them. It's a big place, yeah, they've got a, you know, a, a grill, it's called the, the Escape, the Arena, and Grill Works. It's all in the same area there. Okay, and our friend Bob Ten Gallon Harper is the drummer. <laughs> so I'm not going to go into the whole Ten Gallon thing right now. But uh, nevertheless, that's where we're at. So um, tonight, um, our, our guests are uh, Dr. Arn Schaefer, who will be talking to us about uh, forgiveness, and we'll get going on that in a minute. And Russell T. Mobley and friends. Who will be our musical guest tonight? They're generally making most of the most of the noise and clapping too for themselves. So just uh, 
so I have the taste. So I have that out there. Fun bunch. So okay. Um, so Arn, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get going. Our 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 topic tonight is forgiveness, and um, you know maybe not a maybe not an easy thing to talk about. You know the more the more I thought about it, and the more well we had lunch at lunch, and we kind of had a hash out what, where we were going to go with all this, right? Right. Not easy. Not easy to do. But my first question to you is, and we talked about this the other day, is I said to you, do you think forgiveness is a natural state for people? No. I think there's enough primitive edge to our old psyche yet that, that it's not natural. We, it has to be intentional, and it has to be a choice. It's not a feeling, or it's not motivated by a feeling. It has to be an intentional choice. And how... how how do you get? How do you get there? I mean, why would I? Why would I make that choice? Well, if you suffer enough from hanging on to anger, hmm. hurt, hmm. you might want to give it up, and then look <laughs> <at> the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to give it up. The alternative is feels, maybe it feel better initially, but in the long run, it's the better choice. And the healthier choice for the body and the mind and the soul. Okay, which I I really do want to talk about, you know. But so if I've got this right, it's motivated motivated by misery. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you're, if, you know, which makes makes perfect sense, and it probably makes particular sense to this crowd. Yeah. Because <laughs> many people here understand what it's like to be motivated by misery. But there's um, still a lot of folks who like to hang on to misery. Well, yeah, enough. yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. And here's one of the things I was thinking about. You know, if you watch, you know, you watch the movies, you listen to, you know, you know, TV or, you know, the media in general, and it's so rare that you see anything, you, so rare to see forgiveness portrayed. Usually it's revenge and retribution. Exactly. Got him. Yeah, we got even. Or go for him. Go yeah. at him. Yeah, why Why is that? Why are we so hung well, up on that? Back to my old, my original statement, I still think that there's part of the primitive psyche that's not evolved beyond uh, that desire to get back, that revenge thing. So un unevolved. Unevolved. Yeah. You have to go. You have to. I guess you have to go a little bit deeper, or a little bit. You know, what what would other than is there anything other than misery that would motivate somebody to slow down and 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 do that? Well, there might be. A f I might have seen someone who modeled forgiveness, and I liked what I saw. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I want to try it. Like they might be happy. <laughs> they they might be happy. Yeah. There's a happy guy. And and it, yeah. How did he do it that? It sure looks better than than, uh, and it probably feels better than the alternative. Have you uh, have you seen? And again, this is something we we talked a little bit about. But have you seen some examples of? Uh, Forgiveness of people that you've either known or heard about that that have been able to forgive things that seem pretty tough to forgive. Well, yeah, there are some classic examples I think, and probably numerous personal ones. But the classical ones would be maybe oh, when Pope Paul 
went to the uh, to his assassin's cell and forgave the mm. assassin. Mm. Or when the Amish folk um, gathered to um, recover from the <coughs> from the um, man who invaded the the country school. And he that that and that shot numerous killed, killed a bunch of children, didn't he? In the schoolhouse, and they forgave him. They forgave him, and they were uh, Amish people. Amish folk. Do you think it's a, that was in their culture somehow to forgive? I think so. That's that was very much part of their their belief. Their they were very much a peace oriented people, and forgiveness for them was part of peace orientation. Are there just, I mean, this isn't something that we talked about before, but are there cultures that are more forgiving inherently than, than this one? Uh, yes, I think so. I think there there are, well, there's uh, several of the Eastern cultures, I think, are more forgiving, peace-loving. It's just built in. Mm -hmm. It's like if there's a hierarchy of values, it's just not high on the, just not high on the list around here. Not here, but... In terms of, if there were any gradation of of emotion, it would be higher on the list to forgive. Okay. We hear, um, I've heard the phrase to forgive and forget, mm -hmm. and that's always kind of puzzled me. How do you how do you forget? Well, I think the only way you really forget is to have a lobotomy. <laughs> so, so we can kind of scrap that, scrap that methodology. Cut that one. Out. Cut that one out. Okay. Uh, forgive and forget thing. When anything, when anything has uh, really uh, impacted you deeply, you know, you're not going to forget it. No. Uh, yeah, and this is where a choice comes in. That you know, in spite of what has been done to me, in spite of my hurt, in spite of my anger. I'm still choosing to forgive you because it's the way I want to use my energy differently. Do you think over time maybe it becomes less important or, you know, I'm just trying to think why somebody would say such a thing to forget. I mean, you know, if you know, in these cases where, like you're, you're talking about where uh, uh, someone comes in and, and, and murders children. How, how are those people ever, there? I couldn't imagine that those people are ever going to forget that. And there's not going to be any sense out of that. Any, any, no one can make any sense of that. I mean, it's just such a dreadful, horrific thing. Right, and it's not an isolated thing, you know. <coughs> just, I was just hearing on the news, some, some guy just went into a, a Sikh church up in uh, Wisconsin and, and killed a bunch of people. Well, what about the Aurora Theater? In the Aurora Theater, right. A couple of weeks ago. So, you know, and I mean, we use, we use, you know, we're talking about horrific, you know, death-oriented things as examples of things that need to be forgiven. Uh -huh. But do you think there's, like, lots of little small everyday things that, that need to be forgiven, too, or? Well, how do you personally, when you're, when you're dealing with a hurt, let's say, how do you, uh, manage that. Yeah, like if somebody insults you, offends right. you, right. and you hang on to it for a little while and decide how you're going to deal with it, you know, what then? 
that's a daily occurrence, or can be. Right, exactly. Necessarily. Exactly. Things like that, and and you, things like that, you could do. You could have uh, a, a couple of those a day. Mm -hmm. So, it seems like maybe forgiveness could be a pretty uh, important tool. <laughs> well, I have to decide if I'm hurt. I have to decide how I'm going to manage it, or how long I want to hang on to it. Yeah. Because here again, it's it's a matter of of um, Emotion is really energy, and how I want to manage my response, my feelings of hurt or anger, it's an energy question oftentimes. Why would somebody, just out of curiosity, actually, it's not, you know, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it, make it an impersonal question, but it could also be a personal one. But why would somebody hold on to? Their mm, little little snit that they're having, their their feelings are hurt. Why would they hold on? What might be their motivation to hold on to that? Well, there tends to still be a little bit of sweetness and revenge, you know. So I might if, be if, if I might I, be waiting to t take my take my turn. I'll have a few extra revenge fantasies, maybe <laughs> on the house. <laughs> before <coughs> before I decide to really let go and and uh, confront or offer forgiveness to the person, but again, forgiveness is a two-way street. You know, like explain that. It may not the the offender may not really be interested much in forgiveness, whereas I may want to offer it. But officially, for it to be effective, it has to be a two-way street. Hmm. The offender needs to really want it, and I need to offer it. So, do you think there's any value, even if even if the offender doesn't want it, is there any value in in offering it anyway? I think there is, because it frees me up. I don't have to carry the same load. Yeah. Of of uh, hurt and the luggage that that goes with yeah with um, hurt and anger. Yeah, baggage. It's baggage. And if it accumulates, it's all the heavier, oftentimes. Yeah. A, a backpack full of sharp rocks or something like that. It's, <laughs> heavy. it's heavy. Let's carry, yeah, let's keep throwing those babies in there. And, uh, yeah, why why get rid of those? And we haven't talked about uh, guilt and shame either. That's We're mostly hooked on hurt and anger, but guilt and shame can produce a lot of emotion. Guilt. You, I think the helpful way that I distinguish between guilt is I made a mistake. Yeah. And shame is I am one. <laughs> yeah. And so if I am one, that really has a lot to do with my worth. And my worth has a lot to do with my spiritual health, my emotional health, my physical health. <laughs> how does uh, how does so tie tie the health thing into 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 forgiveness. In, into forgiveness. And, and, well, in, you know, you're talking about guilt and shame, so that too, you know. Well, I think maybe the best way to, to differentiate between um, uh, spiritual, let's say, let's say spiritual atrophy and spiritual health. Okay. Spiritual health uh, offers or has, is characterized by hope, positive outlook, um, meaning and purpose, clear, uh, clear values, um, a touch with the higher mm -hmm. being, 
and uh, usually some kind of consistent connection with the higher being. Okay. Or spiritual atrophy is a kind of emptiness and anxiety, loss of meaning, longer dry arid spells, apathy, kind of sometimes a kind of deadness at the core. Um, looking, waiting for magic, maybe. Santa Claus will come again, you know, mm -hmm. someday. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Um, and often a lot of self excessive self-absorption. Sometimes mm -hmm. too much focus on just me and not reaching out to others. Okay. So those are the differences that okay. I see. All right. And if 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 I'm if I'm not forgiving, I'm more than likely going to be. Those are going to be the symptoms of that. Mm -hmm. Those things that you know the emptiness. Some of those before. symptoms will. Very likely to be operating. Yeah, one of the one of the phrases that that you'll hear in twelve step groups in in, in talking in, in bringing it into recovery language is you know um, you, you use the word health probably twelve step groups would use the word fitness mm -hmm. spiritual fitness sounds a little like a like you need to you know start pumping iron like the gym <laughs> like the gym get to the gym you need you need some <laughs> spiritual fitness but I think. In in the twelve step programs, um, forgiveness plays a big part in that. Mm -hmm. You know, just you know, very similar to the, I guess the way it would be for anybody, but just maybe more important because if a if a uh, twelve step person or a person who needs to stay sober isn't spiritually fit and gets into apathy, um, the consequences for that for them are a whole lot worse. Because you know they could drink, or whatever their deal is, you know. And that's what what uh, what uh, addiction's about. It's another way to avoid mm -hmm. dealing with the apathy or the atrophy, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a and way to numb. Sure. Avoid bypass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, another word I've heard is acceptance. Mm -hmm. So tell me about what's the what what's the connection between uh, uh, forgiveness and acceptance, or are they the same thing? I don't think they're the same. Acceptance um, operates on different levels, I think. Hmm. Uh, acceptance on one level is, this is it. I can't change it. I, right. have, I have to accept what is. Mm -hmm. On another level, it has probably has to do with uh, uh, how I'm going to uh, Manage mm -hmm. my response to something that's troubling me, or okay. maybe maybe could change, but maybe I haven't approached it correctly. Okay. Now forgiveness, um, I think it's very much connected with the serenity prayer in some respects. You know, change what you can, accept what you can't, know the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. And in those areas that you can't change, forgiveness has a has a, a, an appropriate. I think relevance. Okay, I, I think I was thinking that acceptance, accepting something might be like on the way. It might be something that I would need to be able to do. See things for the way they really are, mm -hmm. not not what I wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. If I'm on the way to forgiveness, I might not be there, but I I can I'm getting to the truth. Mm -hmm. So, so the steps what, along the way. Steps along the way. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know, but that just seems to me to to make sense. Mm -hmm. Do you think so? I think so. Okay. I would go with that. <laughs> Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go with my theory. Shall we? 
Okay. So, um, well, all right. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, one of the questions I had in, in the back of my mind is why worry about it in the first place? Why worry about forgiveness in the first place? And I guess you've, you've kind of covered that spiritual health, physical health. How physical health? What's, what's that going to do to me physically? Well, uh, the more you hang on to uh, negative emotion, it creates a kind of toxicity for the body, for the mm -hmm. chemistry of the body. Mm -hmm. And that affects the general, can affect your immune system, could affect your, your whole functioning, your general functioning level, your energy level. Okay. And um, we haven't talked about bitterness, but bitterness is, is another outcome of unresolved hurt. Have you seen examples of, of, bitter, of, of bitterness and how that, how that hurts people? Absolutely. Yeah. I've, a couple of my clients even, I think, have are good examples of how bitterness can even be related to a good old migraine headache. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how that works. How does that work? Well, you know, I'm feeling like I'm going to get back at this person, and and I keep finding ways to do it in my revenge fantasy. Mm -hmm. And before I know it, I've got so much constriction of the cardiovascular system that they're, you know. My head's pounding, and before I know it, I've got a good headache, buddy. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't or stiff neck, or you know, or a stomach body. ache, or a yeah. or sleeplessness, or any number cancer. of cancer. You know, <laughs> many there can be many manifestations. Yeah, physically. Of, All right, well, unresolved. Another another question that kind of crossed my mind is, um, do you think that forgiveness is more of a spiritual process than a psychological one, mm. or what, what would you say about that? I always have trouble separating those. There, all there, one thing. All kind of, it's so interconnected and so interrelated that um, our spirit is very psychologically based in our. Psychology is very spiritually based. We're spiritual beings, and I mean, we're spiritual beings in a physical body. All right. So, all right. So, you're a therapist. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and, and, and you're also a minister. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the therapist to sit over here for a minute, and I'm gonna ask the minister. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to ask the, my spiritual, my, my my spiritual guide in this moment to tell me um, a little bit about how I can free myself of bitterness from from a spiritual point of view. Well, let's say maybe there's um, an estranged relationship going on. Yeah. And uh, I would say to you, you know, uh, what's, what are you getting out of this estranged, this alienated relationship? What's it doing for you? I would probably say it's doing nothing for me, but it's. Do you still want to it's, continue? It's their problem. Uh huh. It's not your problem. You, you don't see your involvement. Well, if they wouldn't have done what they did, I wouldn't feel this way. Uh huh. <laughs> you don't sound like you believe me. <laughs> you hadn't participated in what they had done. Right. Where would that lead? Oh, so I have to. I have to look at what I have done. You have a part possibly in it too. 
Wow. Okay. Or more than possibly. That really, that really <laughs> stinks. <laughs> you know. Okay. So let's go back to the therapist because this spiritual guy, I'm not liking it. <laughs> how, how much does he cost? <laughs> spiritual guy is much more economical. Than yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pay the therapist. No, I, I I get it. I get it. The, the, the spiritual guy, the spiritual guy is going to say, look at your look at yourself and your participation in that. Mm-hmm. And, and that and that's there therein lies the process for me to free myself. And that's not much different from what I would say from the psychological perspective either, because you're responsible for your role in whatever's going on as you participate in that relationship. Well, if I can get it free over here, I'm taking it. Well, <laughs> what you go for it. Go for it. Get. Absolutely. All right. Well, what what I'd like to do is stop stop here, and I'd like to have uh, you know Russell T introduce uh, introduce the folks that are going to be playing the song, and then maybe light up the song. Did you do that, Russ? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm Russ Mobley, and I have my friends here with me. We've got Tammy Rupenthal singing backup, and we also have Jody Powers singing backup, and also Ken Hoover on the bass guitar and also singing backup. And we are all from Crystal Lake, Illinois. And by the way, check our website for information on Russell T. and friends. Yes, if you need my phone number, my email address to contact us for future gigs and singing, house parties, we'll be there. We'll be there. Corporate function. Anyway, we're gonna sing. We're gonna sing. You guys <laughs> Let's sing, Russ. <laughs> Just call out my name 
maybe, uh, I don't know, something. But I would, and then I would go back and say, um, it's okay. Um, you just have to, like, take a again. little time out? Just, yeah. Like, and, and take a deep so breath or something? Yeah, I would say, just, eh, well, don't do it again. Right. Okay. Sounds like it wouldn't be worth it to stay mad. Yes. It okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I just go in the other room and, I don't know, do something. Do something. Do something. <laughs> that, I, I will admit that that last interviewee was related. <laughs> she may need to forgive me personally. Yes, personally. For not letting her have dessert. So, all right, so the first guy says, He's talking about he's talking about that that people can have a different perception. Like you could say something that hurts my feelings, and you have no intention of hurting me, but I perceive that as hurtful, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing. Like how then I'm hurt, and you don't even know you've dinged me. And that's always very important to to uh, clarify that. If how do we do that? What do we? What, sh- what should I do in that set of, in that circumstance? Do, should I say something about it if I'm hurt? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if the other person doesn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I bet a lot of times people don't know. You know, people That's don't they're know. Not, they're insensitive to to possibly how you're receiving it or how you perceived it, as you said. It still counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still got to take it take that into consideration. And then from the other side, the herder, if I'm the herder and I didn't mean to hurt you, it still counts. Uh-huh. I've still been the herder. And you can always say, I had no no intentions of, of, of hurting you. Right. But how did you receive my word? Or how did you receive my... So I'm, I, as the herder, I'm, I'm like listening and I'm, want, I'm wanting to like try to understand how I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's how. Then we would. I guess we would call. You'd communicate, maybe. Yeah. You might just communicate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. Okay. I've, I've been. You know. Thanks for squaring that up because I have been. I have been puzzled about things, that for years. A lot of things go on that aren't communicated. Yeah. And what it would take pre- a simple question of? What would prevent that? Like, why wouldn't I? Be able to just say, "Oh, I see. I oh, I get it. Yeah, you must have felt that way when I did that." Is that is that what you really? Was that the message you were sending to me? <laughs> yeah. Why is that so hard to do that? I mean, to just say and that's so simple. It seems so simple. I guess people take things personally, or they hold on to whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. All right, so perception. That was a good point that that guy made, I thought. That was a good point. And then the the, the other interviewees, um, I thought, made a good point, too. Take a time out. Do something. Go into the other room. Go into the other room and do something. <laughs> and then come back out later and just say, that's okay. Exactly. A little diversion. A little diversion. Distraction. Okay. Okay. It'll be helpful. All right. So basically we're we're what I wanted to get to in the in, in, in this second half here is is a little bit more about the how to part. You know, because that's um well first before I ask that I have I have another question. 
how do you know that forgiveness is deep and sincere and not just a mental exercise to satisfy the need to get the feeling of anger temporarily off your back? That's a lot of words. How do you know that somebody's sincere? How would you know if you were... I mean, how... how, how is there a, a felt sense about about forgiveness? Well, I, w- I always say there's an intuitive sense that I okay. can I can sense a genuineness rather than a, a facade or. A if I say, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm yeah, it's too a little of, bit that's flip. a little bit too flippant, casual. Um, but if there's genuineness, you'll take more time to look me in the eye and spend a few minutes explaining, possibly. I might understand your point of view. You might want to know more about how I'm re-experiencing this. Yeah, I might be more interested in you than just, mm-hmm. please don't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting point. So, okay. So, the, 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 the thing that uh, I wanted to get to here is how, what would be the process of forgiveness? Or is there a process of forgiveness? If I've been hurt, wounded, maybe deeply, maybe a personal loss, a relationship, whatever, and I'm I'm deeply hurt, what's the process for me to let go? Well, first, you take the time to feel the hurt, the anger, whatever, mm-hmm. and identify it as such. You also um, have to decide... Um, how long you want to hang on to it. have to clarify your values in the whole process. Like, is this important to me to do this? I mean, to offer forgiveness or to clarify? And then, ultimately, it comes around to the, to the point where it's very important that I let go because of whatever the reasons are mm-hmm. for not hanging on forever. Would I, would I, along the way, uh, reach some kind of emotional impasse, or might I get... Or an emotional readiness. You might feel that, you know, I've hung on to this long enough, and now I'm tired of it. Right. And it's really time time for me to let go. Okay. So, if... Uh, you, you, I'm, you know, I'm calling it an impasse. You're calling it a readiness, but say it's the same place, mm-hmm. only about an inch over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like grieving. It is. Like I'm going to have to go through. I'm going to have to feel it. And it seems like there's a lot of people who are real anxious for me not to feel it, or, or would like me to get over it much quicker than I probably really would. You find that? And everybody's style is a little different in how you process it. As is, is true in, gr- in grief work. Okay. Everybody has a little different style and, and timing and, and and the steps even. Okay. I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about the difference between a therapist and a pastor. Yeah. That one of the key differences is, from the spiritual standpoint, we have the model of the Christ figure, mm-hmm. and that's the love, the dominant love value. Whereas in the psychological system, it's it's still a value, but it's not the same 
model as we have in in the uh, in our tradition in the Christian tradition in the Christian tradition in the ministry. So, can you talk about that just a little bit? Tell me more about that. Well, central to our Christian tradition is is uh, love. That's what the New Testament's about. Okay. The New Testament's more the Hebrew tradition focuses more on law. In the New Testament, that's why it's the good news. Okay. On love, and the embodiment of that of that love is, of course, the Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. He lived it, taught it, preached about it, and uh, ultimately gave his life for it. Can, can, uh, I mean, this is really an off-the-reservation question, but can a a non-Christian person access the same love, forgiveness that you're, that that you're talking about? I would hope so. Okay. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's just contingent upon uh, a faith testimony per se. Okay. I, I think that it's it's based on insight. It's based on an eagerness to find something more than what I'm doing. It's based on a belief that that's possible, <coughs> and then I've got a model. I've got a, a model, model for that. Here. I've mm-hmm. so I've seen how that can be done. How mm-hmm. that huge. Forgiveness mm-hmm. for you know take the taking of my life mm-hmm. is the model for mm-hmm. the ultimate and the giving of my life the giving of my life the, the ultimate uh, the ultimate for you mm-hmm. okay yeah I'm glad you brought that's that up the distinction that I think is, is important yeah I mean there's always a relationship between psychology and theology I sure. think that's why I've I like the companionship of the two. Sure. That's why you're both. Mm-hmm. Now, two hats. Now, two hats. Two hats. Yeah, I've been two accused hats. of wearing a couple of hats, too. <laughs> I'm wearing one tonight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It brings up another question. Um, I, somebody, I've had people, you know, you know, I'm in the counseling business, too, so we've probably talked to some of the same people. But um, uh, people will tell me sometimes that they're angry yeah, God can't forgive God, mm-hmm. and that's what's hanging them up. God can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they, they, they need to be angry at God. So let it, let it, it happen. Let it happen. Let it be. Let it be. Okay. Yeah. In fact, we're going to get there. Just hey. a Don't rush it. Don't rush it. We're going to get there. Let it be. Okay. That's but that's good. Do you think God can handle it? I think God can handle it. What what do you t- is that what you tell people if they come in and say they're mad at God? Absolutely. I I say it's an important part of the process for you to to acknowledge it and express it, work through it. And what's on the other side of that? If they, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, okay, so you're mad at God. People would be mad at God because, oh, I don't know, something they think unfair happened, uh, you know, uh, whatever. That accident. That, that accident. Or somebody was taken, they, they were, yeah, killed in a car accident at age 29 in the prime of their life, and it wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. So now they're mad at God. So now they're in the process of... Expressing it. Expressing Talk it. about it. They can... Dialogue with God if you want, and express the fury, the anger. And what's on the other side of that then? 
Relief. Relief. Forgiveness, there, I guess. There's, there's relief in expression. It doesn't wipe it away totally, right. but it's the first step in letting go of it. That's okay. What about, um, I think we've got another, we've got another couple minutes here. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. What about somebody who's, well, okay, what about somebody who's like, has like a chronic illness or chronic pain or something like that, and they're um, just pissed off about it and un, well, just angry and unforgiving? Okay. I don't know, I don't even know who they, who they think they would need to forgive about it, but they're just angry and hurt and unhappy. Well, in a process like that, that's going back to acceptance stuff. Okay. Uh, folks who are in, into into chronic illness, let, let's say terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. My experience is a lot of the folks come to a point where, well, I can't change it, so I feel that I'm at a point where I can accept what is, mm -hmm. and and I'm not going to fight it anymore. And um, I'm I'm ready to move on into another dimension of consciousness. So once they're one, so that's how somebody like somebody would come Some to terms with a person of, I think, a person of faith would probably move in that direction. A person of faith. If there's a, if there's an ongoing uh, anger, they still need the permission to continue to express it in one way or another. At God, I mean. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it sounds like it would be a good idea in this forgiveness process to have some faith somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. I I think faith is always the um, well. I say it's going out not knowing, mm -hmm. but it's trusting a higher power, trusting that it's going to work out, even if it's not my way. There's going to be an answer here that. Transcends maybe what I want that I can trust. Well, let me just tie one more thing in here. You know, I mean, I'm not telling you know, I'm not telling you anything. You know, alcoholism is a chronic illness, and it's and it's it's a it's a you know potentially fatal illness. So people who have alcoholism or drug addiction, of course, the show we're, we're on recovery radio, so I'm talking about that. But people have to come to terms with having a chronic potentially fatal illness mm -hmm. coupled with the problem in their own you know the the, the 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 symptom that comes along with it that tells them that they don't have it so once they're out of denial now we have to find Faith. a way to come to terms, come to terms with that chronic illness that's mm -hmm. and you're talking about acceptance mm -hmm. tell me how how does somebody how do, how do you how do you get there how do you get to acceptance well and when I was diagnosed with cancer four or six years ago, mm. it was um, the big C word, which is mm. fear based, fear ridden. Oh, yeah. To the max. Oh, yeah. And so for the first week, I pretty much isolated myself and mm. went through all the grief stages, pretty much. Then, when I decided that, oh, there's a lot more to look for here, I need mm. to do some research. This isn't the end. Mm. I need to know what the options are for treatment, mm -hmm. and so I had about a six-month, yeah, about a six-month period of really researching piles of materials and visits to different centers, and that was the uh, that was the beginning of hopefulness. I could find mm -hmm. some new mm -hmm. new beginnings, 
and that it wasn't just um, the end because I had cancer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I pretty so much acceptance came. Yeah, that way for me. Okay. You think you think um, the six days in the you know, of isolation was that was your time of, pro of kind of it was kind of like the wilderness experience, you know, <laughs> withdraw and search within and mm -hmm. uh, feel the pain as you need to and recognize and you have it. Yeah. Recognize I have it, and then um, I have survived six days of this, you know. So <laughs> yeah, there must be life beyond. And here you are, six years later. There so must be life beyond six days. Yeah, must have, must have worked out. But it sounds, you know, I mean, again, in, in the in recovery language, that that would be the first, you know, you you, you accepted what you had, and then you found hopeful. Mm -hmm. That would be the first, more or less, the first two steps. And I was very angry in the first stages. I bet. Like this. I was doing everything right. Why should I have this? Yeah. I mean, I thought I was. You're a minister. You're a counselor. You're a good guy. Well, I mean. It's Eating right too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the yeah. That's basic. I mean, that's pretty important. It is. It is. You know. So, yeah. Okay. But I, I get so there. So that's the process that 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 I use. That you used, and probably not one that you that you thought out. But that you that you did well no because you know here again it's the, it's a hookup with grief because when when the diagnosis comes it's a huge shock I mean what what is this mm -hmm. disbelief and that's the first grief yeah the first and then grief. it's anger and then it's bargaining what if I mm -hmm. didn't do something differently and then right it's, I should have eaten better well I should have done something to I get a preventative get know. that cherry pie. Mm. Yeah, I, I should have controlled this. Well, I can't control everything. Well, I I, I appreciate all, uh, the uh, process that we've been through tonight in talking about this, and and you know, just trying to trying to look hope, at some pieces. Hope was helpful. I hope there was uh, you know bits and glimmers of of insight, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, some you know, God forbid there's some between us we could crank out a a, a little drop of some some helpfulness here. <laughs> or maybe we could be on our way to a new book of recovery. There you go. A new book. There you go. That's what we'll start working on. Well, I wanna thank you for coming and uh and joining us and uh going through the process with us here. It's been fun. My and, pleasure. Uh, Good to be here. I uh, want to remind our listeners once again that we have a new website, Chris. Indeed we do, uh, recoveryinternetradio.com. And through that uh, uh, website we can... <laughs> you can you can connect with us in any number of ways, uh, email, uh, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. It's all on there. It's all on there. It's all there. And once again, our website is Recovery Internet, Internet Radio. Radio. Everybody say Recovery Internet, 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 Internet Radio. Okay, I think we've got it. Dot com. Okay, I think we've got it. Uh, uh, we'll get up the new link as soon as we can, and um, so that you can tune into the to the uh, next week's show. And uh, remember to live today and love yourself and your neighbor, and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you enjoyed the show. Give us your feedback and ideas, and we'll see you 8 o'clock next Sunday, and we're going to ask Russell T. and friends to play a couple of songs on our way out tonight. Russell, back to you.
When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be.
little white lies I realize are the ones that hurt the most. Lord, I want to be a servant, so here I am today. Show me the way. Lord, I know.